Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two. the Successful Life Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Barrier, and I'm here with Tony Freeman. What's up, Tony? How are you? Great, Corey. How are you, my man? I'm doing fantastic. So look, guys, this is going to be such a cool podcast because uh, I've never had a, this guy's been a bodybuilder for 30 years, top five in the Olympia and uh, top 15 in the world for a decade. So, you know, if you're top anything in the world, that's pretty badass, if you ask me. So, Tony, let's, uh, dude, tell us all about your story, man. I can't wait. Um, one thing about me, as I hate talking about myself, but it is, it is interesting uh, if you're looking at it from an entrepreneur, uh, a person that basically, you know, came from nothing. I'm, a, I'm a, the oldest of four. You know, my father's a preacher. My mother was a teacher. So we grew up, you know, without a lot of money. I discovered at about 11 or 12 years old that I was um, an entrepreneur. I, I started uh, cutting grass and shoveling snow. And what kind of, you know, you always got to have a reason to, to, to drive you as a kid. You know, you're not really thinking about making money. <clears throat> well, being the oldest, you know, I'm, I have a nurturer type mentality, taking care of my brothers and sisters after school, make sure they did their homework and you know, I actually started cooking at seven years old. So I was cooking dinner for the whole family by 12 years old. Um, so basically, <laughs> I know. And what drove me to actually be an entrepreneur is I remember I tried out for the basketball team, right? And uh, the shoes that my dad bought me to play, you know, that they got me to, that they can afford, actually, they had plastic bottoms on it. So when you get out on the basketball court and you're playing with shoes that have a plastic, they don't even, that stuff doesn't even exist now. There's no grip. There's no grip. So I'm trying to guard people and I'm sliding all over the place. And I, it just drove me insane because I, you know, I couldn't ask my parents for another pair of shoes because it was, you know, I barely got the ones that I got. So anyway, I started shoveling snow and, and cutting grass and to earn my own money. I'll never forget. I bought my first pair of, you know, the Chuck All-Stars. They were yes, red. Sir. It cost like eleven ninety nine, and I actually paid for them with my own money. And that's, that kind of started the whole thing for me. Um, and I learned at 16, I got my first job as a dishwasher, um, washed dishes for eight hours. And then, uh, and then I basically got fired at the end of the shift. And I was like, you know, this working, this working for other people sucks. So I just, you know, like I, said, I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur from way back then. And, um, isn't it funny how we realize that, you know, at an early age, you know, I know you don't know a whole lot of, about my story, but 
you know, I sold drugs for years. And, and whether people would look at that as entrepreneurship or not, first of all, I made a whole lot of money doing it. But then I got in a whole lot of trouble for doing right, it. Exactly. So, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You know, th- that type of stuff happens to all of us. I mean, I had my little um, stint in that type of stuff, too. Just being out there and being ignorant, not knowing and not realizing, you know, the opportunity that we have in America. Like, you, you know, you see all these things like, you know, Amazon, all this type of stuff. We were, you know, alive when that stuff didn't even exist. And now it's like running the whole world. So, you know, what drives you to greatness you know, people run from it. They don't want to struggle. They don't want to blah, blah, blah. So I know that every time I've been faced with an obstacle or a challenge or a trial or went through some stuff, it just made me better. It's, it's all your attitude. It's just your attitude about how you handle things. And um, like I say, learning. I remember in 1977 uh, was the blizzard of 77. Literally people, I had to climb out of my second story window just to get down just so I can go shovel other people out of their house. That's oh how my God. Where were yeah. you? South Bend, Indiana. That's where I was born. Good and, Lord. Um, that's a lot of snow. Yeah. And so, you know, I basically stayed out, you know, the whole entire day shoveling people out of their house. I must have made about a hundred bucks that day. And think about it at 12 or 13 years old. That's like a lot that's of money. Some um, so I just really learned how to work hard and I learned how to do things the right way the first time. That way you don't have to keep going back and forth doing it. And um, like I say, my whole life I've been an entrepreneur. I've had a couple of jobs, and even those jobs were 1099 because I still was an independent contractor. And, um, you know, I, I learned to make my own way, and you attract what you are. You know, Ooh. a lot of ups and downs, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I'm, I'm su- very successful according to a lot of people, but to me, you know, I haven't changed my lifestyle even though my income is, is you know, 10 times probably. It's because I'm still grinding in my mind. I'm still, there's still so much work to do that um, I can't really get comfortable on the inside. I don't, I'm the type of person that I end up getting, uh, what do you call it, paralysis, analysis paralysis, because I, I want to I do it right. And a lot of stuff that I'm learning, I'd rather do nothing than do something wrong. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather yes. you know, get information so I can make, a, you know, an educated decision and whatnot. And a lot of times in this world, you got to kind of leap before you know. And so in most of those situations, you know, you mess up a lot. So I try to like minimize my, my mess ups now, you know, at 50 something years old and, um, and then try to surround myself with the right people. You know, so that's a great, two great points. I was just telling somebody last night about uh, paralysis by our analysis by for now, ever how, whichever comes first. Paralysis by analysis. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I start, it, I, as an entrepreneur, I, I've got my hands in several things. And at times, it's that paralysis is a real thing. Really? You know, I, I sit down and I'm like, shit, what, like, what do I need to work? I've got all these things to work on, and they're all great things. Yeah. What do I choose to do? And so, and then the second thing that you said is the people that you surround yourself by that's that's how you can tell how a person is is by the per- people they surround themselves by. So they, they I agree. Some of our five closest people. That's exactly and right. When I first heard that, I did like a reality check. I'm like, hmm, I need to change my circle, or at least yes. check the people in my circle to make sure that you know. And again, I'm an empath, right? Uh, I'm very passionate, and I I'm the type of person that I give everybody a chance. 
And everybody doesn't really deserve a chance. Now, in humanity, they do, but some people just aren't. They don't, they're, they're undeserving, you know what I'm saying? And you find right. that out, you know, later on, you know, usually it's too late or, or it's after the fact. But um, like I say, you know, I'm learning now to be more discerning, um, ask more questions so yes. I can start avoiding uh, some of the same mistakes that I made in the past. Although a lot of the stuff that's happened to me, I, I wouldn't change it because it, it fixed me or it helped me to, to get to the next level or it polished me or it made me say, I'll never do that again. I mean, sometimes we need to go through those things and get to that point. Well, so I'm glad you said that. My wife asked me an interesting question the other day. She said, Corey, uh, she said, what would have happened? What, is there anything that you wouldn't have changed five years ago? And I thought, well, what kind of question is that? And so I said, well, I guess, smart answer. I said, well, I wouldn't change being married to you because we got married five years ago. She what? said, okay. I thought really that was going to be the end of it. And she said, well, what about 10 years ago? And I said, honestly, I wouldn't change the fact I got sober. And, and she said, well, what about 15 years ago? And I said, honestly, this is going to sound crazy. I wouldn't change the fact that I got caught with four ounces of cocaine because it, those things have made me the person that I am today. That's what's up. Attention contractors of the successful life podcast. Want to supercharge your business decisions? We've got something just for you. Head over to our website, SuccessfulLifePodcast.com, and click on the free download button to grab your copy of Warning When Hiring a Leadership Coach. Equip yourself with the insights you need to make informed decisions for your business. Don't miss out. Yeah, I remember I got in trouble back in the day, and a friend of mine, he was like, Tony, he said, one of two things is about to happen. He said, you're going to, you will either let this thing drag you down into the gutter and it'll just be a perpetual, perpetual hell, basically, Mm -hmm. or you're going to grab yourself by the bootstraps and become the best man you possibly could be. And I chose that. I'm glad he told me the first thing at first, because I got to feel that feeling because I was so close to the bottom already. And then I was like, whoa, well, that ain't what I want. So I immediately changed. And um, I actually had a similar situation. I wasn't in trouble, but I got to the point where, um, it was time to stop serving myself and being a professional bodybuilder, you know, you know, you have to have a selfish mentality to, to get to the top. And once you get to the top, you have to pour everything in it. So that means most of the stuff in around you is secondary or third dairy or 12th dairy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that stuff is, is basically slowing you, slowing you down. Once you get that sand dial in your mind where you want to be Mr. Olympia, the, if you don't keep that focus, the next dude is just going to pass you by. And when, right. when you're in the room with, you know, the, the Phil Heaths and the Dexter Jacksons and the Kai Greens and the Ronnie Coleman's and all that, you realize, damn, I'm good. But look, I mean, I'm, I'm amongst the greatest, the, the best that ever do it. So your game got to go up a couple of another notches or you're going to be sitting on the bench. Basically. And, how do, and how does that feel? Do you, you have to shut everything out everything Everything and everyone yet you got to try to be balanced so you're not the asshole you know that's it yes 100 percent okay because the people that you you know step on on your way to the top you know those are the ones that are going to be looking you know when you when you if you crash and burn or whatever you see what i'm saying so i basically you know had to dig within myself and like i was saying earlier about you know when i finished bodybuilding when i when bodybuilding wasn't going to be my my way to make money or, or, or 
you know, I couldn't continue my career as a bodybuilder, uh, mainly because I was old and injured. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. you're only as good as your last hit record. You know what I'm saying? That's it. <laughs> so I had to like, I had to reinvent myself completely. Well, because I wasn't going to be able to wear the muscle suit, right? So I took the muscle suit off. So now people have to, they get to meet the real me. And the real me is that kid that was shoveling snow and cutting grass and, you know, hanging sheetrock. That's, you know, that, 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 that had no glory, no, you know, it was no, it wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't famous for that. You know what I'm saying? Sure, so, sure. Being, I spent, you know, a couple of decades being famous without the rich. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it sucked. Everybody knows your business. Everybody wants to know your business, but I'm not making millions of dollars. You know, the people in Hollywood, they're making the millions of dollars. So they almost have to act a certain way or whatever. So me personally, as a bodybuilder, especially because unlike other athletes and, and, and famous people, our fans could reach out and touch us on a regular basis. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So that was just a different thing. How you handle yourself, how you prepare yourself for battle. You know, I tried to stay in battle mode for 20 years, 20 yeah. years, you know what I'm saying? I really did. And when I, when I was faced with retirement because of my age and because of my injury, like I said, I had to reinvent myself. And it was a couple of, it was a dark 18 months from when I, when I sat down to when I picked myself back up again. That's you know, what I like wanted to do. 18 months. How, so, like how dark was, was it? How dark was it? I mean, because coming from being as, as, you know, as high up on the on the scale food chain whatever you want to call it yeah. as you were i can't imagine psychologically how that must have impacted you yeah it was uh, luckily i got a strong woman behind me you know they say you know, behind every man is a strong woman yeah if it, i literally came to, to grips and to terms with if it wasn't for my woman you know i'm three steps from homeless i'm three steps from sleep going back to my mama's house staying in the basement you know what i'm saying as a as a 49-year-old man. I was like, whoa, am I going to have to go get a job or go? There's nothing wrong with job, but I'm saying, like, when you're getting paid to do what you love, in other words, the thing that you would do for free, the thing that I get 24-7 in my sleep, and I can't do that no more? Well, I probably can do it, but I can't make money at no more. Right, right. I had to go on the Chitlin circuit and try to do seminars and personal train people and all that, and I'm like, I did that already. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to go backwards. No. You know, I said, well, I'm letting my circumstances control my mentality. So I was, was quote unquote depressed. I was lost. I was broke. I didn't really know what my next move was. What I had to do is dig deep inside myself and say, well, first and foremost, happiness is where it's at. You got to be happy first. You know, I learned from a good friend of mine that we all, you know, and we got happiness backwards. We think we need the car, the house, the education, the wife, and all that. Now we're going to be happy. You have to be happy sitting in your room in your underwear by yourself with nothing first in order to be truly happy. People can't make you happy. Things can't make you happy. Happiness is a choice. It's a it's with from within. And so once I wrapped my head around that and I started believing, okay, my circumstances don't control my happiness. I'm going to have the right attitude, you know, those trials and tribulations really is it's an opportunity for an attitude adjustment. You know what I'm saying? Like I went and looked yeah. in the mirror. Now the mirror was my friend and my enemy for three decades. When I was in shape, I looked in the mirror, I'm on top of the world. If I'm out of shape, you know, I got to get my shit together. You know what I'm saying? So yes, sir. I looked in the mirror and I was like, okay, well now what are you going to do? And so God was like, okay, cool. First we got, we got to purge you of all that thinking and all those toxins from your body. So I started doing what I know. 
started detoxing my body. I said, I'm going to focus on healing my body, you know, so I can be around. You know, my injury was a, a soft tissue injury. I could barely walk. My left leg was swollen, um, and I didn't know what was wrong with it, right? Oh, no. So I said, well, I can't go back on stage or even try to compete until I know what's wrong with me until I figure out, you know, am, am, I, am I healthy enough to continue at 49 years old? Um, in that process, I'm healing my leg, I'm, I'm detoxing. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go back. Because even if I did, let's just say I went back and won Mr. Olympia. I'm still 50. It's still time to go do something else. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm, like, I'm not going to put any more energy into going back on stage or being a bodybuilder. I'm going to reinvent myself. I'm going to do something different. So first thing I did was decided to be happy. And I didn't notice at the time. But if you can be happy within yourself, you will attract all the other stuff that you need. Mm. Boom. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So I started being happy. I started speaking things into existence. A good friend of mine gave me a, a CD. And I was like, it was Creflo Dollar, right? I'm like, I don't miss no Creflo Dollar. He said, don't pay attention to the, mess, the messenger. Just listen to the message. I'm like, okay, cool. I put the CD in my car and I think about it. I, I drive the same truck that I bought. I, we bought it back in 2003. It just hit 350,000 miles. I can go buy any kind of car I want right now. But I'm still driving that truck because that's my baby. It's, it runs great. It looks exactly the same. So I don't need to go buy a Mercedes or whatever. You know what I mean? So I'm... <laughs> I'm put the CD in my truck. I'm riding down the road and Creflo Dollar starts talking about the law of receiving, reaping and sowing. He said, if you want to receive something, you first have to give. Like everyone's in this rat race, chasing, 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 hustling, hustling, hustling. What are they seeking? A harvest. They're trying to get mm. something. What's in it for me? How much of the money are we going to make? Blah, 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 blah. Did you plant any seeds? Right. Did you tend the soil? You're expecting a harvest without doing any planting. So I switched my mentality. I said, you know what? I've been trying to achieve this goal and acquire this money and all this other stuff. I said, I need to stop and flip it around. So I said, you know what? Instead of me charging people for my expertise, I'm going to give it away for free. Instead yes. Me, you know, I started planting seeds everywhere. And, and my wife was like, why are you doing that for all these people? I said, this, is, it, this feels right to me. I said, so until further notice, this is how I'm rolling. As soon, I'm talking about as soon, the first person I gave my program to for free, right? I got a five-day program. We'll talk about it later. Sure. I gave it to her for free. She was telling me how she's been with this other company. She can't lose weight, da 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 da, da. And then I sent her the program for free. She was like, she looked at it. She said, oh, I can't do this. This is too much. And I told her, I said, you keep doing the same thing you've been doing. You're going to keep getting the same thing you've been getting. So I put her on the spot. I said, I'm giving it to you for free. Give me five days. I said, matter of fact, Give me one day. She's like, what do you mean? I said, it's a five-day program, but I, I'm telling you, I can get you in ketosis in the first 24 hours. She's like, that's impossible. I said, that's what I thought. I said, give me one day. So the, not even the 24 hours later, she texted me after she did the, started the morning program. She texted me and showed me her little ketone thing. I'm in ketosis. I can't believe it. I said, I told you. So she lost 14 pounds that first week doing my program. And so that... That that is actually was the spark, and I said, you know what, this works for me. I'm gonna continue to give, and I I haven't stopped yet. I mean, I keep on giving it away for free, and it just keeps returning, just keeps returning, and that's the law of receiving. The law of receiving means you you plant the seed in fertile soil, and you tend to it, 
and you reap the harvest. 30, 60, 90 is guaranteed. In other words, the harvest is guaranteed. So why focus on what's in it for me, how much I'm going to get, how, how much I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so one of the important things, let me just interrupt you really quick. One of the important things is you didn't send it to her and say, hey, I'm sending it to you for free. Make sure that you go tell everybody and send me a bunch of business. You didn't do that. Mm-mm. No, no, because if well, you'd I mean, have done that, that's the wrong intent. Yeah, well, that's another thing. Well, you just hit it on the, on the nail. Your intent controls your harvest. When you're doing things with people, like people say, oh, I, I want to help people. Well, if you give a bum of $5 on the side of the road, yeah, you can help them because you can have any money. Try helping that person standing right next to you that you don't even know needs your help. You know what I'm saying? That's when you're yes. actually helping people. When you start doing it, you know, basically unconsciously, you're basically, your intent remains the same. And that way that's going to control, you know, what you get out of the situation. That's right. That's exactly right. 100%. Why did that blow up in my face? Why didn't that work out correctly? All you got to do is rewind the tape and see where your true intent was. And it'll, it'll answer the question. That's exactly right. 100% agree. Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm doing this podcast. I mean, I don't, I don't get paid. I don't even know how to monetize a podcast. So I, I, I'm doing this simply because I want to bring uh, people individual stories all in one spot. So anyway, that you know, that's just one way of doing it. I'll tell you really quick, the best feeling I've ever had, and I mean best feeling of any drug, anything, is the year before last, we took a cooked meal anonymously to just one family on Thanksgiving and cooked. It was a spread and it wound up only being a, a woman and her two kids, but she, they weren't going to have food, Tony. Right. And, and I mean, I, it, I get emotional. Oh, I can, I can feel it through this. I, I got you. I got when you. I, just driving away from that house. And leaving that food on that front porch was the best feeling I've ever had in my life. I bet. And I want it again. I know that's right. So that's sorry right. about that. No, no, it's, it's perfect. That's beautiful. I just, it's the same way. You know, I'm doing what comes easy to me. And that means I'm living in my purpose. Your purpose, your purpose in life, whatever comes easy to you and is more difficult for everyone else, that's your purpose. That's the thing you should be focusing on sharing with people because that's your gift. And that's the whole thing. You're, you know, God gives us all gifts and he, all he wants us to do is like, I gave you this, this, you didn't work for this. This is you, this, you were basically born with this gift. Share it, share it. He took me through all those things. And I thought it was all to get the Mr. Olympia title. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think that knowing how to get people into ketosis, knowing how to help people lose weight, knowing how to help people with, you know, depression or anxiety or whatever, you know, because it's all based on what we put in our mouths. You know what I'm saying? We think that, you know, these things are caused by certain things. It's the, it's the food we eat. It's the water we drink or the water we don't drink. <laughs> you know right. That's so exactly right. That's, that's what controls if you are, you know, have depression, anxiety 10 years from now, 15 years from now. So all the, you know, like my, What I got out of my cleansing and my thing was I want to develop something that I can help people. I basically want to help people reintroduce you. I want to reintroduce you to your non-toxic self. The person you were before you let the money, the cars and, you know, the drugs and alcohol, the women, the partying, 
before you collected all that stuff, because we collect microorganisms our entire life. When you're born, you're a perfect human specimen, minus whatever you got from your mother. Do you understand that? Like you're in a yes. sterile environment. So from as soon as you're born, like if you're born and they put you on the nipple, right, and you, you came through the birth canal, you're, you're at a way high more advantage than most of us because most of us came out C-section. We was on Similac as soon as we were born. That's a, a disadvantage as a human being. You know what I'm saying? That's so yes, I know that there's a certain point in your life, usually it's in your teens, somewhere between 10 and 20, before you start introducing toxins of this world outside of the stuff that you got from your own household. I'm saying when you go start making your own decisions to drink beer, smoke, or party, or or have on whatever, whatever it is you decide to do, those are the things that you put it into your body. From that, the moment before you start doing that, and then when, you, when you're 45, 50 years old trying to figure out why do I have high blood pressure? Why do I have diabetes? Why do I have, you know, this type of stuff? It's because of all those microorganisms that we picked up in those 20, 30 years of living. So right. my, my purpose, because, you know, he gave me the ability to figure this out, is just to try to help as many people, like I say, be reintroduced to your non-toxic self. And it's a journey, too. It's not like something that, you know, you're going to do in five days or even five years. It's something, it's everlasting because we're continually bombarded by our environment. So we have to continually, you know, deflect it and keep it moving. Be the tortoise in the race, be the tortoise. Cause it's, yeah. a, it's about the long game. It's not about how quickly you can get there. It's right. about sustaining the long game. Right. Well, you know, there's very few wealthy lottery winners. Most, you know what I'm saying? The real wealth takes generations to build. That's right. So, that's that real wealth. Um, I'm after that. I'm after something that my kids and their kids uh, could could benefit from. And, you know, it has to be established. It has to be set up in the foundation of the situation. And number one, your mindset. How do you view the world? What kind of stuff are you focused on? What is your intent? <laughs> so I'm focused on having the proper intent and uh, the positive energy and just helping. I, I love being an entrepreneur because you know, I get to wake up in the morning. What am I do today? Well, I get to make that decision on what I'm doing today because of the way that I think, you know what I mean? Sure. I don't have to go clock in. I'm not against none of that type of stuff, but it's what I chose to do. And I know that I'm my own boss. Um, I can support my team. I can support other entrepreneurs like myself. Um, we have really cool platforms. I can do multiple things at once because I'm not doing it all by myself. So. That's right. That's awesome. So, um, so let's talk about some of the, the uh, endeavors that you're in now that you've made this, you know, you got through the dark time, which you said took about 18 months. It was, yep. It was about 18 months. Okay. And then what, what was your step after that? What got you out of that dark period? Um, choosing to serve others. And I know when, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, you know what? Perfect story. I, I watched a video of Jeff Bezos, right? I don't know if you've seen this, about 12 years ago. If you watched the video before Amazon blew up, mm -hmm. he, he did this video about what was, what was he focused on? He was focused on customer service, the customer's experience when they went to his website. And he said, that's what we still focus on. Why does everybody love Amazon? Because I can order something right now and it tells me it's going to be there at a certain time and it's there. That's customer mm -hmm. experience. He focused on that. So when I say I'm focused on 
uh, help, you know, like I said, I'm an empath, you know, so it's easy for me to help others. Cause guess what? I actually feel it when you, when I, when it, when it benef- benefits you, I can feel that that's a rewarding experience for me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't mind Absolutely. helping people in whatever facet. Now, what I need to learn is try to discern people who are taking, you know what I'm saying? And who yes. are help. That's my weakness. So I'm slowly learning how to do that. To, to, in other words, to put my energy in to where it's deserved. You sure. Know? So sure. I basically chose to be happy. Then I chose to serve others. And that led me to one of the, the, the company that I'm, you know, very passionate about. It's called Elevocity. We, um, we're into the, we, we have smart coffee. They call it happy coffee. I call it smart coffee because it does so many more things and just make you feel happy. Um, right. So that was, that's like kind of, that's where I make the bulk of my money right now. And that's one bulk of my focus. But like I said, I'm a serial entrepreneur. The, the chocolate bar that I let you try the other day. Yes. Um, that basically came from my, my passion about gut health. I know that true health starts in the gut. So a friend of mine, he created a chocolate bar that has, you know, pro and prebiotics, digestive enzymes, all the things you're with, that you need to have a healthy gut. And it's in a delicious chocolate bar. So a no brainer for as far as the business model goes. Um, that, and then, um, the well, tell me about the coffee. I'm, I'm interested about this coffee. What, so what, what is different about your coffee? So we have, you know, it's a hundred percent Arabica coffee, like most coffees, but okay. it's added nootropics. So, uh, you, so, you see what I'm saying? So the, the coffee delivery system. So we have, actually we have a coffee, we have a chocolate, and now we have actually a lemonade, but they're all basically the same. Um, they, the, the nootropics stimulate the release of dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins, those hormones that we, you know, in order to, you know, happiness is an experience. Yeah. Chemically, it's an experience. It requires X amount of dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, and endorphins. I mean, that chemical reaction is what happens in our body. When you hug someone, your body releases oxytocin. When you get a text from somebody that you care about, your body releases oxytocin. Or when you when you've been waiting on something that comes, your body releases uh, dopamine. When you have a good meal, you know comfort food, your body releases serotonin. You see what I'm saying? Yes. As a trainer, as a weightlifter for thirty some years, I was after that endorphin rush. So mm-hmm. when I myself and can train, guess what? I'm I'm missing something. I'm, I couldn't even figure out what was wrong with me. I was like, what's what's going on? It was I was missing that endorphin rush from training. I started drinking this coffee, it gave me that endorphin rush. I didn't even miss training anymore. I was like, oh, it's the freaking coffee. I couldn't believe it. But who would, you, you just don't, I think a lot of people just don't respect a cup of coffee, although it's the second most uh, uh, drank liquid in, in existence. You know what I'm saying? It's very- yeah. I think that's so interesting about the the uh, the added nootropics. Nortro- I'm saying that right. So and for folks that don't know what that is, like he said, it's, you know, it, it boosts the dopamine or releases serotonin or the oxytocin also is what you feel. It's the love drug. Yeah, it is. That's it, it. I've actually, when I do meetings, like before I even did this zoom, we call it getting dosed up. I dose up. And now, you know, I'm turned on completely. I'm focused completely. My words come to me easily. Um, I'm, I just feel better. You just feel, you just feel alive. I, I've watched story after story after story. A lot of people come into our business because they want to lose weight. This product helps with uh, appetite control tremendously because most of us eat emotionally. We see, yes. we, you know what I'm saying? We see a commercial or we, you know, blah, 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 blah. We go eat something makes us feel better. You know, well, I'm drinking, I'm dosing up in the morning. Now I don't eat stuff just randomly. I'm not eating emotionally. My wife lost 
my wife lost 35 pounds with basically no diet. Now, she doesn't eat crap anymore, right? But it's not like we're sitting there measuring stuff. and We just, just make better choices. And when you're not hangry or when you're not eating off emotion, you want to eat better because it makes you feel better in the long run. It makes you look better. So that's why I love that product. They have people who, you know, they just stuck. They, can't, they don't know what to do. Well, they, they drink it. It turns on their dopamine, serotonin, or whatever. Now they get up and do their day. Think about all the people who haven't had a hug in a long time, who haven't had a oxytocin release because life is in the way. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If you take a happy coffee and happy pill and now you've got that oxytocin relief, it opens up your eyes to stuff that you've been missing because you've been in your own fog. I know how they say, they use that terminology, get your head out your ass, basically. Right, right. You know like, get out, get out of your own way. You're grumpy because of something that's going on inside of you. Ooh, it's not really, yes, it's not really, sir. It's not really your environment. It's, you know, you're basically, we are the rulers of our own happiness, our own existence. That's Don't right. You need your mom's house. It's all on you. And it's a decision. All of it is just a decision. You can make a decision if you want to be pissed off and, or you can make a decision that today's going to be a great day. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So every day, that's what I do. I wake up with an attitude of gratitude and then Mm -hmm. I hydrate myself. First thing, first thing I do, I wake up in the morning and say, thank you. Then I go hydrate myself. You know what I'm saying? And now, okay, now what am I going to do? So while I'm making, you know, making my little cup of coffee or whatever, I'm like, okay, do, I'm, am I going to go to the gym today? Am I going to exercise? The cool thing about it is I work from home or I really work from my phone. So yeah. I can, you know, I can do, do it anywhere. And, I, and yeah. that's a choice. You know, we have to break, we have to free ourselves from the program. You know, when you're born. Oh, oh my God. You just said my favorite word. Yeah. I mean, think about it. When you're when you're when you're born, right? You're you're young. You're, you know, my mom had me when she was a teenager. Okay. So my my parents basically were teenagers when they had me. So when you're a teenager, are you thinking about uh, changing pampers and burping? Babies? Absolutely not. So 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 imagine being a you know a teenager with a with a one year old, a two year. My mom my mom had all of us before she was twenty one, which mind blowing to me. Yeah. Mind blowing. The four of us mind-blowing to me but i literally got to grow up with my mom like she looks younger than me i mean it's crazy but when we are programmed from the beginning our parents you know now we have ipads iphones you know computers so now people put their kid in front of a computer or, or whatever when they're a baby you know what i'm saying we had to go outside and play that's or, right you know, you know what i'm saying whatever yeah. now it's even it's even harder the programming starts even earlier than it did when we came up we didn't even rush our programming didn't really start till we went to kindergarten you know what i'm saying yeah. first and second grade they're showing us you know the globe and how to do one two three and all that that's when the programming starts and it takes you all the way through your entire life you have to break your own self out the matrix that's you right know, like the movie the matrix is basically the mindset the matrix is a mindset that's it, right it's a mindset i'm going to work to build somebody else's brand i'm going to work so and they're going to give me like a little fraction of the money that you're generating. And if you're cool with that, so be it. But as soon as you break yourself out of the out of the program and you realize that ain't enough. And I'm better than that. And part of that programming, Tony, is that we go to school as a kid and we are told to sit down, shut up, and do what and, and pay attention to the teacher. What do you do when you have a job? You go into the office, you sit down in front of the computer, and you do your job. It's the same. Damn thing. 
And it's just like with food. Food, same thing. I was a fat kid. Let me tell you why. Because my parents did not know what to feed me because, you know, it was back in the day. And, and, and so that programming, clean your plate. I struggle today. I will look down, and I look down at my plate, and I'm thinking, there's one more bite. I'm about to throw up. I'm so full. And I, in my mind, goes to, you got to have that last bite. And it's all programming. Yeah. When you when you think about our school system, the curriculum, mm-hmm. you know what I'm like the curriculum, they change it every I don't know 15, 20 years because you know when the economy changes, they have to do the stuff that they they programmed into us. They you know it's different. The kids now it's a totally different level of programming. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, as a parent, I'm sitting up there watching it like, whoa, my son knows. Everything that I know at 53, as far as outside information, he doesn't have the primary knowledge I have, but secondary knowledge is literally uh, 30 seconds away. I can, me and you could be sitting on one side of the table and there could be 15 scientists on the other side of the table, right? And if we were talking about a specific subject and we got to use our computers, they wouldn't have, we'd be just as on it. Right? But when you start talking about experiences and primary knowledge, they're going to be screwed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Me, and you, if, 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 me and you went through some things. I'm not saying they didn't go through some things. You know what I'm saying? But if you got put out on the street and you had to hustle, you'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm home. I don't want to be here, but at least I know what to do. You see what I'm yeah. saying? That's right. So, no, you're right. Absolutely. So we, we have to, like I say, you know, uh, uh, to free ourselves from the programming. And it's hard. It's not like you're going to just watch a course or do something and you're going to flip it. My thing was I'm already an entrepreneur. I already know how to create things. So I had to get out of my own way. I had to stop saying, woe is me because I can't be a bodybuilder no more. Woe is me because, you know, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? And once yes. I got over that and said, I'm going to be happy no matter what, then things started taking off. That's that is exactly around. right. That's so true. You know, I, so um, our, our mutual great friend, Nick, um, I opened a hormone replacement clinic in Raleigh, like, you know, just like Nick's, you've been to Nick's right. and, uh, and went into business with a partner and, and just for just for anybody out there that's thinking about doing uh, being an entrepreneur, try not to go into it with a partner if you can, because, <laughs> it does, right. it, you know, it, it, it's not a good idea. So the guy, I'll make a long story short. Uh, he, he walked into my office and said, basically, I'm not going to pay you anymore. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't really understand it because I was running the entire thing. And so i fast forward a little bit. I went to my wife, got me a ticket to go see Tony Robbins. And when I went to go see Tony Robbins, thank God, because that, that, you know, that it, it helped me so much, but at the same time, because of what had happened, I felt like you did when you had to step off the stage. I felt like my baby had been taken from me. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was a tough time. And until I started this podcast, I was in, I was in a bit of a dark time, mm-hmm. but, but God put, or whatever you want to believe, put mm-hmm. things in my life because I do the right thing right. and I do You're help people others. regardless. You're serving others. Absolutely. People don't understand, bro. Think about it. Now, two things I want to, I want to, you mentioned God earlier, and I know a lot of people don't like to talk about religion. So I'm a, whether you believe in the big bang or let there be light, doesn't really matter. 
it's all coming from the same source. So pick one. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter. matter. That's right. If you're an atheist, you don't believe in God, you believe in the, in, believe in the, uh, the Big Bang, it's still one source. If right. you believe in God, Jesus Christ, all that, it's still the same source. So that's true. Sure. Clear that. Um, that's what people need to understand. You don't have to look up and out and all these places. It's within you. You yes. are the receptacle, and now it's your job to serve others. You know, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like it's infinite intelligence. Out, and I know it's kind of weird, but even the people that are making millions of dollars, they're still serving others. They're serving themselves as well. But you know, sure. think about, I'm gonna use Kylie Jenner, right? This chick so, that is ironic. Somebody literally yesterday literally told me, do you know how many followers she's got on Instagram? I, I don't, I didn't really even, I, I kind of knew who she was, but that's right. ironic. You brought her name up. Go but ahead. Just, sorry. But, but, just, but I'm thinking you, you, she is serving others. She is yeah. like showing what, I don't even know what she really does. I know she has a makeup line and all that, but the point is these people are coming to her for something. And she's taking out the time to to reciprocate, whatever whatever it is. I mean, I don't know. A lot of times people need someone to look up to or whatever. And yeah. because of social media, you can build a huge following um, because of that or whatever. Um, I'm cool with this. Like I say, I, I look at them and say, wow, this woman has like, you know, she's a billionaire and she ain't yeah. even 25. That's insane. Oh, yeah. Barely 18, I believe. Yeah. So, exactly. So it, it's like I say, get back to your intent, find your purpose. You know, make sure your intent is, is is pure, and then go for it, man. And, you know, I been I listen to a lot of motivational speakers, and they, most of them have a a, a great story, but it's a horrible. I mean, like homeless, eating out of trash cans, yes. all that type of stuff. The the best ones, yes, were eating out of trash. And like now they find, you know, it's crazy, but it's all it starts with mindset. One hundred percent. You gotta you gotta like. Again, we are here to serve. When you're born, you're, like I said, you're a pure human specimen. And all the things that you gather over your life, they mold you into whatever you're going to be. You reach a certain age, it's you, that perfect specimen, plus whatever you collected. If you have a bad, bad environment, bad diet, bad everything, you could see that. In 15, 20 years, 30 years, you could, you could see that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I, as soon as you get your consciousness to where you realize, okay, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to let myself be programmed. I'm trying to help my son right now because it's, it's extra hard. Now, like I say, the programming comes way earlier and it's way more intense with the YouTube and the, and the Google and all that. But crazy. the reason why we're here on this earth is not to serve ourselves. It's to serve others. It's like, what can you, what can you leave as a legacy? You know, did you chip in on this? You know what I'm saying? We are born with 90% of everything we need. You know what I'm saying? That 10%, when I say give 10%, that's, that's what it's talking about. It's not talking about giving 10% of your earnings. 10% of you. 10% of you, you got to give to the world. And then all those other people giving 10%, and that's how you get what you, you know what I'm saying? That's how you complete yourself. I spent my whole pro career trying to be Mr. Olympia, thinking that Mr. Olympia was winning the sand dial and winning the, the title on stage. But when you get to the to Vegas to do the Olympia, you're like 98, 99% Mr. Olympia already. You know right. Like, yeah. and it took me to be out of the sport to realize that. This whole time, I'm like, I'm thinking that I had to go up there and let them tell me I'm Mr. Olympia when I was Mr. Olympia the whole time. All they have is the 1% or 2%, which is the trophy and the check. Right. The rest of that, you have that before you even get to Vegas. 
And when I figured that out in my mind, I was like, Pfft. I was like, man, that's how we all get trapped. That's how we all get trapped with the houses, the cars, and the women, and all that type of stuff. Because we think that's the go- that's the prize. That's not the prize. The prize is realizing what's going on in here and what your real purpose is. All that other stuff is like decorations. It comes with it. People don't understand that. But the riches and all that type of stuff, it's already there. It already exists. So you don't have to like focus on that. You don't have to work hard for that. When you get to a certain point, you got enough money, then you can just go get it. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. now that I know this type of stuff, I, I can wake up every day saying, okay, who can I serve today? Who can I, you know what I'm saying? And, and I don't mean serve like, yes, I'm, answer. I'm talking about giving up myself with the pure intent to really help them, this whether I'm the getting point. paid for it or not. Right here is the exact, exact example. You're giving me your time. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. You don't have to sit here with me and have this conversation, but you know what? You, whatever it was, we connected and the universe put us in the right spot at the right time. And here we are because you're doing this to help me and I'm doing it to help other people. It goes back to what I said, the law of receiving. This is planting seeds right now. You and I, are planting seeds in fertile soil. You yes. don't even know this, but I wasn't supposed to be, I wasn't supposed to meet you the other day. I wasn't, I came to meet somebody else. My guy that came upstairs afterwards. Right. I was downstairs to meet him. I didn't even know Nick was upstairs. Nick oh, was I did not know that. He saw, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. But when you have that seed mentality, every opportunity is an opportunity. Yeah. Every chance you get is a chance to get. That's right. (laughs) So I came upstairs and I had my chocolate for my dude. And I'm like, wait a minute, I gave him some already. I don't even know. I just met Corey. I heard about you. I said, let me let them try it. Let me just, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Never know. And now we're doing a podcast, which this is right here is like throwing tons of seeds. We don't know who's going to see this. That's right. If you're seeing it, understand, become a sower of seeds. Don't try to harvest before you plant seeds. Focus on the seed that you're sowing with the right intent, which is your heart. What's in your heart? What are you really trying to do? Are you, are you trying to get something for yourself? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you're slowing the blessing. So focus on putting out the seeds. The harvest is guaranteed, period. That's and right. those are not my words. That is the law. It's called the law of receiving for a reason. That's right. I agree 100%. And I've got to give my wife credit. We were After you gave us the candy, the, the chocolate bars, we were walking away and she said, are you, hey, why in the hell did you not ask him to be on the podcast? And I went, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> and that's when I turned around and walked back and she said, right. you know, and, but, but it was supposed to happen. Right. Right. It was supposed to happen. Right. So you're, um, so your you mentioned your cleanse. I, you never told me about the cleanse. Tell me about it. What is it? How does it work? Uh, well, tell me before, all about it. Before I used to, when I used to get ready for shows, right? And before all my clients, our first five days together will tell me everything that I need to know about you as the person and how I can help you, right? So I figured out a five day. And I, I, recently I was thinking about shortening it to three days. Um, but I think, I think almost everybody can do three days of something before they lose it. You know what I'm saying? So those sure. extra days is really for the head. It ain't really for the body. I think, I think the first three days of, of the physical part, uh, will, will give people, you know, let people know this is actually going to work. But those next two days is where you have to dig deep and say, 
man, do I really want to continue this or whatever? And it's not like it's horrible or extreme. It's just, I'm saying anybody can do one or two or three days. That Those extra two days, I think, is what really makes you understand what you're trying to accomplish. And so my five-day, uh, it basically, uh, it's an opportunity for you to basically release what's in the way. And I don't mean like going to the bathroom. I mean, just, in other words, we are, we are, and, and we can't even really help it. Processed food, sugar, um, you know, they call, it's, it's, it's not a fast because fasting means I'm giving up something, right? So it's like mimicking fasting. I, I don't want people to not eat because that causes binging. So I've created this program where for five days, you're not eating processed food, you're eliminating sugar, um, you very little protein, very, you know, so to give your body an opportunity to release whatever's blocking. Um, there's a key, the co- you know, you drink a coffee for your mindset, so you're not going to be hungry. The tea actually uh, is, a, is a blend of four different teas. I use uh, hyssop, which is a, is a biblical herb that removes toxin. I use hibiscus, which removes uric acid and a lot of other toxins from, you know, your body breaking down protein. I use turmeric and ginger, uh, really good for anti-inflammation. And then I use eucalyptus. Eucalyptus is uh, parasites hate eucalyptus, uh, pathogens. Back, eucalyptus, for some reason, they re- it repels them. So you drink this tea, you drink the coffee in the morning, you drink the tea throughout the day. Um, you take uh, greens, powdered greens. You can use any brand you want. I actually make my own. Um, so the greens are nutrients, micronutrients, because that's what's, you know, we're missing. That's almost everyone in America is uh, overfed and malnourished. We all mm-hmm. have some kind of deficiency. It's because the nutrients aren't in the food, period. So and most of us eat kind of the same stuff all the time. We don't even realize it. If you like burgers and steaks, we don't eat around the whole spectrum. We eat what we like. We go to the grocery store. We pick and choose what we want. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day when we were hunter-gatherers, we ate fruits and berries and cer- certain times of the year, certain times of the year, that stuff didn't grow. There was no refrigerator, so we couldn't store it. You see what I'm saying? Yes. We don't cycle our foods like we did in nature. We eat whatever the hell we want. So you end up with a lot of deficiencies, malnutrition, I call it. When I used to bodybuild and train for shows, I'd be ripped, shredded all out because I'm eating white fish, white rice, white potato. You know, there's great, it's great clean fuel, but there's no nutrients in it. Right. right. So as right. soon as you come up to diet, you finish your diet, the show's over, you go eat regular food, you blow up like a tick. It's because your body is hoarding nutrients that it hasn't had for four months. So sure. I wanted to come up with a program. How do I circumvent that? I got to make my diet nutritious. So when I go back to eating regular food, it's not a shock to my body. So I created a cleanse to help people, you know, clear the clutter, get their micronutrients topped off, put them in ketosis so their body can start burning fat. And then we put them on a, a whatever program you want to do. Some people like keto, some people like paleo, whatever. So the five days to clear the clutter, you take a couple of days break, and then you start whatever program you're going to start. So that's where it came from. And like I say, it's easy for me because I did it for 20 something years. Sure. Uh, so I basically just wanted to make something simple because, you know, a lot of times these programs, what's the best program? Whichever one you actually do, that's the best one. Because all of them are just, they're just, you know, whatever they're written on or typed on, they're only as good as that paper. The one that you'll do is the one that's the best. So that's where it came from. That's how I started it. I share it. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm over here doing this with you, but that's what I came over here for, to, to put this in, a, in an automated system so I can reach as many people as humanly possible. And the, and the program is free. Again, I'm planting seeds. Now, there's supplements that you need, and you have to buy them. You can buy the ones I recommend, or you can buy your own version. 
or whatever. But the point is, I'm planting seeds. I'm giving of my talents. I'm giving of my time. I spent decades learning this stuff. So it's like breathing to me. It's like giving you, a, giving you an extra breath. It's nothing to me. So I give it away for free with the intent of helping you reintroduce yourself, start the journey, the first couple of steps of helping you meet your untoxic self, that person you were, like I said, before we toxified ourselves. That person is beautiful, man. Yeah. When, I, when I was reintroduced to my untoxic self, it broke me down to, I mean, I broke down and cried because I realized that at 19, instead of me, you know, continuing to serve others, I'm a preacher's kid. So that was my, that was lined up for me. I went to be a, I went to be a male stripper, serving myself. And a construction worker, serving myself. And then a bodybuilder, serving myself. And I was good at it. I was good at all of them. I probably was the best sheetrock hanger in Atlanta back in the early 90s. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, was, I definitely was the best male dancer in Atlanta back in the early 90s. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ah, and yeah. I became one of the best bodybuilders ever. You know, at six foot two, there's never been anyone ever six foot two, 305 pounds with a 31 inch waist. In history, I'm the only one. I don't care. You can blind them up. I'm telling you, I know for a fact because I'm a student of the sport. And and when you in the in the end of the day, it's still what what's, what are you on the inside? What are you on the inside? Because all that stuff fades away. It goes away. That's right. You wake up and you know, like I said, I took the muscle suit off just so people would actually look me in the eyes. Yeah, for real. What What's interesting, you know, and you mentioned this earlier, but to circle back, and you said. You know, I didn't, you said, I didn't realize that, that, that all those years of bodybuilding, I was learning to do really what you're doing right now with the five day cleanse. All that training was for this right now. To serve. Now I use that same talent, passion, intensity to serve others. And guess what? I make a hell of a living doing it without even charging it's like amazing. I'm like, how do people, how did you do that? I said, well, first and foremost, you know, every, every recipe, you still got to go buy the eggs and the flour and all that. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I basically give people the recipe. You go buy your own version of it. You, like I said, you can use what I recommend or you can do it yourself. Some people say, can I do it without all that? I'm sure. But then it won't be the five day. It'll be your, your way. It won't be my way. It'll be your way. You know what I'm saying? Right, so if right. you want to create it, knock yourself out. If you want to, like life is about the journey. Well, if you follow people, if you have a mentor, right? So your mentor is going to keep you from falling down holes that you would normally fall down. You know what I'm saying? And that's yes. what the mentor is for. So I want to be people's mentor as far as that goes. You can call me, and, any, and people know this, people who know me. You can text me, call me, message me. I respond. If I see it, I respond. Like, I'm not the most tech-savvy person in the world. So I didn't know that on Messenger, anybody can... Send you a message on Messenger, but if you're not their friend on Facebook, it goes into this other file uh, on this other little thing. So every, and I don't even know how to get in it. So every once in a while, I'll go there and I'll see stuff from like three weeks ago or four weeks ago. I'm like, oh, I didn't answer that. But you know what I'm saying? So, so in other words, if I know you, if you're if you're in my situation, I usually answer almost as soon as I get it. And if you say, well, he didn't answer mine, it's because that's the reason. That's the reason. Right. But the thing is, my intent is to serve others. My intent is to give you the proper information to save you, to keep you from bumping your head. You know, if I tell you don't go down there because this is whatever, and you go down there anyway, whose fault is that? I mean, you knew better. Some people need to learn the hard way. I have no problem with that. I've learned so many uh, lessons the hard way. 
But I, I, I like to hire mentors, you know, like when it comes to doing my taxes. I'm not going to sit up there and try to do my taxes. I'm going to call mm. somebody that knows how to do that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So anybody out there want to, you know, detox their body and all that, I know how to do it. I've done it for years. I mean, the bodybuilding is a awesome, you know, sport or whatever, but it's a toxic environment, as is every all the rest of them. But it's, you do a lot of things to your body uh, and to a certain degree that, regular people will never even know about, you know what I'm saying? Right, and for me right. to come out of that situation and still be as healthy as ever and all that. I mean, that, that's a skill in its own to, to keep you, keep you from, I, I, you're either bodybuilding or your body destruction. It's either or no matter what, if, if you play tennis, all athletes bodybuild to do their sport, period. They eat a certain way. They train a certain way. That's bodybuilding. So that's why I love bodybuilding. Cause it, it basically, it's about, it's you against you you know what i'm saying what you put in your mouth how much sleep you get what kind of water you drink what kind of food you eat the way that you lift all those things have to be on point it's not some random thing it's not like throwing darts all those things are required in order for it to come out right and and it still might not come out right i mean think about it think about the millions of people who actually do it there's only been 15 mr olympias bro they started ah. in 1965 there's only been 15 guys to actually be mr olympia Think about that. That's I did insane. not know that. That's, that's insane. For, so for you as an individual that wakes up and says, I want to be Mr. Olympia one day, I'm like, you need to think about the journey you're about to take because you have people like Flex Wheeler, Chris Comier, Sean Ray. Uh, I mean, those guys weren't Mr. Olympia. Those are three of the greatest bodybuilders ever. Kevin LeVron never got to Mr. Olympia. You see what I'm saying? Like, so who am I? Who am I to even be on that stage? I was just like, oh, my God, I'm literally up here. They literally called my name. I'm literally, you know what I'm saying? That's literally Joe Weider right there I'm sitting next to. I can't even imagine. can't even fathom. So mind-boggling. So mind-boggling. I started bodybuilding at 162 pounds. At my height, at my peak, I was 323 pounds. That's literally a whole nother me. You, You know, where, okay, first of all, where can people find the cleanse where can people find you and and is that the oh oh before you tell us all that i want you to talk about the nonprofit or the charity about the 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 bars that you're Mm going to do for the kids is that okay can you talk about that yeah all right so let me show you my bars this is this is nordy did did you try this one too that one was the one i loved okay cool and then you so this is the this is the flagship bar. This bar is it's it's all based on gut health. So this bar has pro and prebiotics, digestive enzymes, glutamine, and it also is fortified with hemp protein. All right. So and what's I, interesting I, about that? Why did you choose hemp protein? I know um, the reason, but because tell everybody the reason. Because it's vegan. Uh, because it's it's all twenty two amino acids. Because it's a complete food. It has protein, carbs, and fat in it. Um, I've, I've been doing hemp since, wow, early, early 2000s. Sure. And I used it most of my whole career. And it, it, it's just, a, it's probably the best protein on earth. Hemp has its own protein that's unique only to the hemp seed. So no other, it doesn't come from any other source. That in itself made it interesting to me. And, um, you know, our country was built on hemp. That's you know, exactly Betsy, right. Betsy Ross made the flag out of hemp. The, the, all the ships, all Henry that. Henry Ford. The Declaration of Independence is written on hemp. You know what I'm saying? So this, this is from God. I, so that's why we chose it, because it, it is the best. 
Um, and then we have something for the kitties, which I didn't let you try this one. I didn't have any on me. Okay. Little bite size. So this brand, I'm I'm going to basically, uh, for lack of a better word, I'm going to change brands because this bar is made in Australia. It's very expensive to produce this product. Very expensive. And um, so I'm basically, I have probably about 150,000 bars left. And so I was finding, trying to find a way to, how can I, how can I, you know, I can have a few massive sale. But what I wanted to do was try to find some of these uh, fundraisers, like booster clubs or whatnot, trying to raise funds for their teams and all that. So I was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to work out a deal. And I, you guys saying that, that idea, I came up with like four or five days ago. So I actually met you uh, probably right after I thought about how do I do this? Because uh, my business, business partner was like, you know, we're going to go another direction. So I want to liquidate these bars and kind of like start over. We were already working on a new brand. So, you know, in other words, I don't care how much I make off of it or nothing. I just want to, I just, my intent is to definitely liquidate the bars, but really it's just, I'm going to just give something, basically give something away that's really good. Um, I'm probably going to, I'm probably right now, probably when we get off, I'm probably going to go on the website and cut it, cut it 40% off or 50% off or whatever. And then, um, and then once we get rid of them, I can circle back around with the, with the new version that that'll be affordable. You know, this bar was $5, this bar is $4, right? And these are like a dollar a piece selling it direct to a consumer. Not bad, but when you're trying to get it in stores and all that, you just gotta have a better price point. So, you know, that's so just good. a lesson that I learned. Well, and so I'll just tell you this, and maybe this is one of the seeds that we were discussing earlier. You know, I, I am, I, I'm assistant coach of my daughter's basketball team. So with that being said, she's 10 years old. Guess what? She's going to keep playing basketball. And guess what? I have access to the why, to the people there. Um, And I can absolutely help you with that fundraiser for, for at least that. And who knows where it can grow from there. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. So instead of me focusing on, Oh my God, where it could go Mm -hmm. i just i just you know my intent is to is to share so you know i again i brought those bars with me the other day had no idea i was going to see you or nick or whatever (laughs) and that's just my mentality you know you know people i say you're always you know i'm I'm not a salesman if you get something from me i'm usually giving it to you like 99 percent of the time i'm giving it away i get people tell me why you do that all the time i'm like listen i'm not going to try to sell you on something if i share it with you and you love it then I'm the person you can get some more from. If not, then no love loss. You know what I mean? That's it. So I I basically, as an entrepreneur, everything that I give away, I get to write it off on my taxes anyway. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even trip. I don't even trip. Um, What else? Again, you know, Les Brown told me I needed to be a motivational speaker. I I have a coach who keeps telling me, you know, you belong on stage and all this other stuff. And that's something that I really want to do. Um, but I don't want to do it in the, in the capacity to where people are coming to see me. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I, I really want to be a part of something that I can share my story and do my thing. But I've, I had enough of, oh, that's the X-Men. Oh, my goodness. I, I've had, I don't need any, uh, any uh, what do you call it, the spotlight. Or, sure. You've had all I of it. I don't crave that. I, I don't crave that at all. As a matter of fact, I truly enjoy going to the mall or going somewhere and I may or may not be noticed, although I have yet to go somewhere and somebody and I say, what's up, X-Man? But still, like, I'm not on, I don't feel like I'm on stage or on that all the time. I enjoy 
you know, my own quiet space, being around my family and friends and all that. You know what I'm saying? So yes. I, I do want to be a motivational speaker, but it's not for me to be, you know, famous or nothing like that. It's just people might just, I have something to say. So. Sure. Interestingly, um, I'm, I'm pairing it. That's, that is, uh, that is the exact path that I'm heading on is to, to be on stage. And, and I bet, you know, uh, Kit Cummings. Heard of him. Yep. Okay. So he's a friend of Nick's anyway. Uh, so a group of guys that there's about five of us that are part of uh, Arte, which is a group by Ed Milet and Andy Frisella. Um And a group of us are coming to Atlanta, ironically, on February 14th. And I don't know the details of all of it yet, but we're, there's five of us that are going to come and, and speak, um, uh, at some vi- at a venue that one of us is setting up, uh, I don't know, and I don't, the reason I don't know the, de- the details is because I didn't set it up. Anyway, um, it is Valentine's Day, but if you if you uh, we could talk about this off camera if you'd mm-hmm. like, and you're more than welcome to come and and oh, and, and be a part of it. I mean, that'd be really cool, you know. I'd love to. I'd love. Yeah, to. that'd be great. I'd love to. Yeah. So where Tony, where can people? find you tell me all your social uh handles uh ig uh, facebook all that good stuff i don't even know them all by heart um by the time we release this thing uh, i'll have all my stuff in one location but really if you go to my fan page is x-man tony freeman t-o-n-e-y you'll find me there my regular facebook is tony freeman of course uh, there's a few fake ones out there, so you might want to send me a message. Make sure it's me. Um, <laughs> my IG is TFXMan305. Um, so, uh, again, by the time we put this out, I'll have all that stuff together. But, again, like I told you, this is all about me serving others. You know what sure. I mean? So if somebody has – they want me to speak, they want they want to get my five-day, um, whatever, um, you know, you'll be able to find me through either through you or through my regular channels. Sure. Sure. That's fantastic. Tony, I, man, I can't thank you enough for coming on today and, and sharing with my audience your story. And I I just, I didn't know, I had no idea the person that I was going to be sitting in front of today, but I'll tell you what, you've been a blessing to me and to my audience. And I can't thank you enough, man. I really appreciate it. And, you know, Again, coming from where I come from, you know, being, you know, 300 pounds in shape and all that, I used to to go places. Oh, I've been all over the world. Um, there's only a couple of countries that I haven't been in. You know, people would fly me over there first class, pay, you know, treat me like a king. And, uh, and I've had several times where my, my host, right, we, I remember one time I went to England um, and we did a 10-city tour in England, driving to each spot. We, and... Uh, and so after about the, about the third trip, the guy who was hosting me, we were driving down the highway. I'll never forget it. And we're talking. And then he stopped me. Said, he said, Tony, I have to stop you for a second. I'm like, what's up? He said, I, I need to apologize to you. And I'm just like, what, what do you mean? He said, you know, you're this, that, and the other. He started talking about my bodybuilding accolades or whatever. He said, I had no idea that you were like this. He said, I want to apologize and I'm, I'm like, that's not necessary. He said, no, I'm just really doing it to me so I could feel better. Because his perception of what I should have been was so far to the left of what I really am. Sure. You know what I'm saying? That he felt like he wanted to get back on an even playing field. It was funny. It was funny to me, and I, and I appreciated it because I was like, wow, that is a trip. You know, people, 
your perception is reality. In other words, if they perceive you a certain way, you could be the kindest, gentlest person in the world. They perceive you as a, you know, a big, big, black, scary black man. That's just the way that they perceive you. You see what I'm saying? And to yeah. have the opportunity to show people the real me, you know, this, like doing like this, that's, sure. that's what I'm looking for. That's what I want to do because I've, I've always felt like, even though we came up poor, even though, you know, I didn't go finish college and all that type of stuff, I still felt like I had advantage on the world just because and on the inside, you know sure. what I'm saying? On the inside, I, I felt like I was chosen or blessed or special or something. And um, so now I know my purpose is to serve others. And now that I've embraced that and, and, and that's really what I do, um, I'm as happy as I can be. I haven't been this happy ever, ever in life. And I can tell you some scary stuff that I'm dealing with right this second. And it doesn't even affect my happiness. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, Absolutely. All right, so now I need to know one of the scary things. Um, my wife just got diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, um, no. You know, one of my business, you know, completely failed. Um, but again, instead of me crying, I'm just going to serve others and, give, you know, continue doing what I'm doing. Everything, is, everything in this life is not for us. You know what I'm saying? I tell people all the time, most of our tests, most of the things that test us, most of our challenges is to make us better. So what I do is I turn my test into testimonies. You know what I'm saying? I take the challenge, I take the problem, I take the whatever, and instead of me dwelling on the actual issue, I do. I focus on how can I fix it. I become a solution type of person. You know, all these people are the critics. They always got they always got criticism. Tell you, but they don't have solutions. They can't tell you how to fix it. They just tell you what's wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I I want to fix things. I want to help people find solutions. Um, so again, my wife was, we were both terrified. Right. And then I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And it's not like this is the first person to ever get diagnosed with cancer. I said, wait a minute. So I started remembering all the lectures, all the times that I went to these different lectures that didn't, you know, I went to this, it's, it's called a uh, keto Academy. It's in Florida every year. And what keto Academy is, is all the scientists, that are, that are working on ketosis and cancer research and all that, they all come to this one spot and they get up and they tell all the latest research and all that. So I listen to cancer specialists who are literally, that's all they do all day is try to figure out how to uh, uh, fight cancer, blah, 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 blah. And I, I started recalling, I said, well, cancer can't survive in an alkaline environment. It needs a low oxygen environment. So you got to increase the oxygen. First thing I did, I told my wife, I said, first thing we're going to do is get you in ketosis. We're going to get you off of sugar and processed food and all that type of stuff. Da, 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 da. We're going to get your pH together. So I'm, I'm testing her pee, me and hers. Every time we pee, I'm testing it for pH and conductivity. Um, you know, make sure she puts the right. Dude, she's, she's, better, she's in better health than she's ever been in her life. I said, so what we did was we stopped it in its tracks. I didn't give, we done went through every kind of test. Next week we go uh, to do uh, a whole seven-day ultra transformation cleanse that I'm going to do. And um, so that's how we're, we're biting it, you know, fighting it. You know, a lot of people say go to the doctor and do chemo and all that type of stuff. If, if we end up doing that, it'll be the very last resort. The yes. very last resort. So, so I want to say two things. One, the reason that uh, she has breast cancer is because you have such a presence that you can bring more awareness. 
to it. Yeah. So that's what that's the first thing. And then the yeah. second thing I want to tell you about is in Las Vegas, there's a place called uh I think it's called Cocoon, and I think it's spelled weird with a K. I need you to look mm-hmm. it up though. Because okay. it's important because it's so what it is is a place that you go and, and you lay in this water. And what this water does is it oxidates the cells in your body. And what that does, as you know, yeah. kills off the cancer. Now the water doesn't yeah. kill the cancer, but your right. body yep. heals yes. and kills the cancer. So I need the you to look that up. Yes. Yeah, cancer is an alteration of our environment. All it is is your cells that were working correctly, they're getting the wrong information because of toxins and all this other stuff. And a lot of it's emotional too. She was in she was in outside cells. Um she she cared, you know, she people need to understand so many people they hold stuff in. When you mm-hmm. hold stuff in, it festers. You're not supposed to hold stuff in. So the the, the emotion with the toxins equals the disease, a dis-ease state. Dis-ease, you know what I'm saying? So right. first thing you got to do is understand, you know, even go look up Webster's Dictionary of what cancer is. You don't have to be terrified of it. It's not like you're on fire. There's, right. there's, you don't have to like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like these doctors, they scare you because they, oh, we got to do a biopsy. Okay, now we got to do surgery. We got cancer or radiation. And what's the, you know, do, well, first and foremost, um, well, what is it? Uh, and then I ask doctors, they get mad at me. How many people have you healed? And then they look at me like, I'm like, well, why am I even sitting here? Because you're you're here to treat the cancer. I need you to treat me. You know what I'm saying? So chemo and and chemo kills. The chemo not only it may kill the cancer, but it also kills the good cells. Yeah, it destroys everything. And that's what I'm saying. People need to just stop. Okay, first you got to stop what you're doing and change your lifestyle. Change your life. You know what I'm saying? And then when you do that, and a lot of people, what do I do? Well, first of all, I'm not an expert in what to do, but I'm pretty good at what not to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. it's, it's easier to, we've, we've all made enough mistakes to know what not to do. Did you, the first time you burnt your hand on the stove, right? right. That was on you because you already knew. You, you had been warned a hundred times before you actually did it yourself. You know That's what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm. So now... The time in my don't touch that, don't touch that, don't touch that, don't touch that. Well, the one day that you actually touch it, now you know why she told you not to touch it. But guess what? You didn't you didn't touch it again. No, sir. You know what I'm saying? You didn't touch it again. Because now you know. And so the thing about me is like I say, I've listened to so many lectures, so many speeches about people, and they basically just gave you the actual facts. It cannot survive in this environment. Blah blah blah. blah. So bro, I got hyperbaric chamber, infrared sauna. I mean, I got it all. You see what I'm saying? So now yeah. I know, okay, now, once I get her in a certain point of health, okay, now, doctor, you can talk to her. You, yes. you see what I'm saying? And it'll because probably be gone. Well, I, you gotta understand, that's the thing. Claim. I've already taken her to do like seven different tests, and they said, well, you don't actually have cancer. You have the markers for it. In other words, the <laughs> environment is right. You know what I'm saying? You have the residue <laughs> or whatever. But I'm looking at this woman who just transformed in front of my face. And I kept telling her, I said, now, you're scared, of course. I said, but look at you. What are you scared of? You're scared of the unknown. You're scared of the programming. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. You know how you feel? I said, that's all programming. That's I want to, my aunt, rest, God, rest her soul, she had a, a, a three- I'm going to say three centimeter, but I think it's, I think it's said three millimeter, but let's just say three centimeter tumor in her lung. And I said, 
okay, you, she has really good insurance. And I knew that. And I told her, I said, now, I said, can, can we like, can you, can I help you get in, you know, in a certain state before you start doing all this other stuff? Didn't want no parts of it. You know, after all that happened, and then when it was, t when the doctors say, well, you go home and get your affairs in order. There's nothing else I can do for you. We've already, they did eight different chemos, bro. They did eight different chemos. And then they told them, that's it. We can't do no more. See ya. I'm like, wow. That's unbelievable. Wow. That's crazy. So I tell people all the time, I'm not against doctors, physicians, all that type of stuff. I said, but we are in control of our own situation. You're the one that created the environment to give yourself cancer. You're going to have to be the one to create the environment. In other words, you got to kick cancer out your body. That's right. You got to kick these. That's, that's my five days. It's not going to change your life in five days like that. But it's going to remove the clutter so you can actually see what it feels like to be in ketosis, to be free of clutter. Now, it's your choice. You can go back to McDonald's after that, or you can go, you can start eating, doing the right thing after that. But at least you have, you have an opportunity. So many people are stuck. They don't know what's, what's that first step. So I, my, my five days is about the beginning of the journey. I don't even know where you're trying to get to. All I know is you got to clear the clutter. You got to clear the path. I got all these ways we can heal myself. This, let's deal with guess what we can only control three things what we see with our eyes what we let into our ears and what we put in our mouth we have zero control over nothing else in our life you don't control your wife she left home this morning you not you have nothing to do with her returning you see what i'm saying yes sir when you 100%. when you grasp that and understand that that that's all you can control man i when i realized that i'm like man i got to control me i got to control what i'm doing what i'm saying what i'm listening to and you know what I'm saying? So I tackled that. And all of a sudden I started attracting the people that I needed in my life. I started, you know, having no more money problems. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it, it's a make that choice, you know, get you a mentor, you know, like I said, get to that mindset and start serving others. And I don't mean like a slave. I mean, like, in other words, you're the value, be the value. I'm bringing value to your life. That's how I'm serving. That's right. So I want people to understand what I mean by serving others, by bringing value to your surroundings. That's how you're serving others. Not, you know, not in the subservient way. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So. All right, boss. All right. Tony, awesome. my pleasure, brother. Thank you Likewise. so much. I Likewise. appreciate this more than you know, and you have brought tremendous value today. So I thank you so much. And on thank that you. note, we're going to rock and roll and end. All right, brother. Awesome. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you, brother. You too, man. All right. Talk soon. Yep. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. If you have not already subscribed, please do. And look, if you really enjoyed today's episode, email me at successfullifepodcast.com at gmail.com and tell me what it was you enjoyed. And if there's somebody that you want me to bring on, then email me about that and tell me who it is and I'll make sure it happens. So, you know, leave us a review, tell a friend and until next time, folks, have a good day. Thank you.
thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.